So why do we praise God? What, the problem with praise, obviously God made a point of speaking about it this morning, so we need to pay attention to it. We often will praise God out of our context. We, our praise, when it comes from the fact that we're having a good week, that's not praise. It's thanks and stuff, and it's good, and it's worth doing, but it's not spiritual praise. We praise God for who he is, what he is, what he has done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. This is where praise should come from. And if we are not praising God from that place, he won't move. He just won't. Because we have to worship him him in spirit and in truth. Our spirits this morning were definitely touched. That's why I let it go. That's why I'm saying, God, come and speak through your body. I'm just one voice. We have 60, 70 other voices here that God can speak through. And so we say, God, speak. But we also have to respond to him in truth, in the knowledge of who he is. And that God is worthy to be praised regardless of what kind of week we had regardless of whether or not we got the job, lost the job, whether our health is good, whether it's bad, God does not change. Our circumstances will change, but God does not change. And understand that we do not see clearly. The Bible is very firm about the fact that we see through a glass dimly. We are in a spiritual space in this world where our ability to see what God is doing, hear what God is doing, and know what God is doing is impaired because we're dragging around carnal flesh and we have an enemy that is trying to obscure us from receiving what it is God wants us to know. We say, well, how do you say that? Daniel. Daniel was praying for a couple of weeks and finally the angel came and said, listen, God responded as soon as you started praying. As soon as you bowed down to pray, God heard it. But there was a battle going on in the spiritual realm. And that's where praise comes in. That's where praise comes in. When you guys are praising, the prophetic word said it through Bill, that this is warfare. It's not an ex- Our praise is not uh, an exercise of our feelings. It is not some kind of expression about how we feel. It is an expression about what we believe. And there's a profound difference. There will always be, most of the time, unless you're having an incredible uh, encounter with God, most of the time our feelings are actually working against God, are actually working against what God tells us is truth in our life, that he is with us, that he loves us, that he is doing miracles in our life. And I'm telling you, if you pray to prayer, God's going to answer it. Or else we might as well take the Bible, fling it over our shoulder, and carry on in the best way we know how. Because the Bible says that God will answer our prayers. It's when and how that throws us. It's when and how. So we get very confused. We get discouraged. But uh, the fact of the matter is, as Willie stood up and gave that personal exhortation about the fact that the word is the word is the word. And I'm telling you, God wants to heal people and set them free. That is God's purpose in your life and my life. It is to heal us, to set us free from that which keeps us away from him, that keeps us away from intimacy. That's what God wants to do. So how does that work? 
Well, it begins with a very, very difficult thing. It begins with honesty. That's where it begins. I will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And part of the truth is where are you and I at? Where are we at spiritually? And God does not want you to come in, pretend everything is okay, not be honest about where you are, how you are, and what's going on. That is not praise. That's camouflage. That's lying. It's ego and it's pride. God wants us to come to him in truth. Truth about who he is and truth about who we are. And many of us are carrying around the reality of who we are. And it's burdening us down. It's causing us to be discouraged. It's causing us to think that victory isn't happening in our life. It's causing us to think that there is this great wall between us and God. When in actuality, that is the very thing that God is saying today he wants to take out. He wants to remove that. And he's given us a process through which to do that. And it's called repentance. And you've heard me talk at length about it. But I'm telling you, there's some very important pieces of scripture that tell us that repentance is the way that God works. It is the currency by which we enter into the presence of God. And it is the way that he enters into the presence of us. There is, it's not us dancing and saying everything's wonderful. It's not pretending that everything's wonderful. But it's being honest with God and saying, Father, I know who you are. I know what you said you're going to do. I know why Jesus died. And I know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ came and happened so that we could be back in relationship with you. That the captives would be set free. That the lame would walk, the blind would see, the, the deaf would hear. This is the purpose of the kingdom of God on the earth today. That's what it's for. We're not here to raise money. We're not here to do social uh, change, even though that should happen. But fundamentally, we are here to bring the kingdom of God to earth. And wherever we go, the kingdom of God goes with us. But we have to release it. We have to release it. And what stops us very often from releasing it, what stops us from doing that, is the sense that we're unworthy, the sense that we have done something wrong and therefore we are going to somehow be disqualified from what it is God wants to do with us. It's those things that stop us from releasing it. That's why God said again this morning, praise me in spite of whatever is going on. Because it is declaring something. It's declaring something to the heavenlies. That's saying, oh no, 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 no. I know who my God is. I know that I might be in jail. I know that I might be sick. I know that I might be in debt. I know that I might be doing. But I know first of all who God is. And I also know that he loves me regardless of that. And I also know that if I'm honest with him, he'll take those things away. He'll heal those things. He will set a path in the desert where there was no path. He will put a stream in the desert where there was no stream. He will bring light where there was no light. This is the purpose of God in your life. And that is the reason this church exists. So that you can walk out of here today better than you came in. 
that you can walk out with a story to tell, that you can go to somebody and say, listen, this is what my God has done for me. This is what my God is capable of doing. This is what my God does. And what God does is not just have a fancy worship service and some preacher standing up giving an eloquent sermon. That's one way to do it. I would submit that it ain't working. It's not working. Because you see people walk in and walk out. And there is no cultural difference to our society. I believe that what we need to do is come to God with this reverence and this willingness to let him invade our lives. Let him invade our churches. I could have sat here and jumped right into the talk, whatever the talk was going to be. But we want to wait. And we want to hear, God, what are you saying? What are you saying to us today? And what he's saying is, I'm fighting for you. I am fighting for you. I am with you. But you need to do some stuff. You need to praise me like you believe it. You need to speak like you believe it. You need to vocalize like you believe it. Now, we're Canadians and we're Maritimers and we don't like being, you know, that. We're quiet, you know, conservative people. God's saying, give me a little bit of that. Give me a little bit of that, will you? Like, try releasing your emotions. Your emotions have been given so that you can use them to worship God. You can use them to enter into the joy of the Lord. Do you ever notice when someone starts laughing and you're in their presence and then you start laughing? Do you ever notice how that happens? Because that, and the same with uh, someone yawns and then you yawn, there's actually, there is actually a brain uh, function that when your brain sees somebody doing something, it will automatically create the pathways for you to do that. And so it's very important that we worship because it spreads. You notice how you sit in it and it just kind of builds and it builds and it builds? Because it takes a while. But the sooner we release ourselves to the truth of why we are here, that God, you are Lord regardless of whatever happens. You are working for me and not against me. You love me. You are creating a path for my life that I could not create. You are creating the right path for my life, and I want to submit myself to whatever that path is. I need to trust you. I need to truly trust you, regardless of the fact that I may not understand how it's happening. I may not understand how it's happening. But God is saying, praise me today and tomorrow and the next day. Let it be the first thing out of your mouth in the morning. Let it be the last thing out of your mouth at night. Let it be the meditation of your life when you're getting on the bus, when you're going to the lunchroom, when you're doing those things. Cause this to be what it is that's in your mind. And I guarantee you life will change. Life will change. God is for you. I can't get it out of my craw. God is for you this morning. He is going to make changes that you may like and you may not like. But they will all be for the good and the betterment of his plan and purpose in your life. That's what God wants to do. That's what he's saying to us this morning. He is Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh. They call him Jehovah Sneaky. They do all those things because God is working in our lives when we don't know it. And he just reminded us this morning and said, listen, I know you don't see it, but praise me. Praise me. Thank me. 
because it is a spiritual warfare that we don't understand. There's stuff going on in the spiritual realm that we cannot see and we don't understand. But I guarantee you there are angels in this room right now. And there have been people, there have been people here who have seen angels, who have had the, I've done twice in my life, I've seen angels. But for the most part, we don't see them. But I guarantee you they're here. You have one with you. There's one with you. And there is one trying to guide you through life to show you the right way to go. And there will be doors open and some doors close and he'll be around you working it all out. Life is trying to tell us things all the time. But if we do not have that God consciousness to read the signs of the times of our life, we'll miss it. We need to really stop and say, God, what are you saying? This isn't working. My life isn't going forward. What are you saying? What, what's happening? And he does that to get our attention so that we will seek him. So we'll say, what are you saying, Father, in this situation? There's nobody in this room who is not destined, and many of you have already visited, some of you are walking in it, some of you are yet to be in it, greatness. God doesn't make junk. It doesn't matter what your physical, earthly circumstance is. God has gifted you with a specific thing that when you do it, nobody does it like you do it. Nobody does it like you do it. You have got something unique from God that when you do it, things happen. And what happens is we get in the situation where we don't believe we can do it. We don't believe we have anything. We don't believe that God's given us anything. You have put here and been put here for a divine reason. Not just to pay your taxes, go to work, and paint the house. We have been put here to do a divine thing. And God said this morning, praise me. Praise me because of that. There is there's a, a couple of scriptures. The first one... Um, I think it's there, Gladys, the first scripture. Maybe not. There it is. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. That's what Jesus said. John the Baptist, if we go to the other scripture, this is what John the Baptist said said, the time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. That's actually Jesus. The other one was John the Baptist. In both these cases, we are being shown that entrance into the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God entering into your life comes through repentance. Now, here's the big problem with repentance. Nobody talks about it anymore. You will rarely go into a church and hear a sermon about repentance. Because that doesn't attract people. That doesn't make people feel good. It doesn't make us feel uplifted and enriched. And why is that? It's because we have a misconception about what repentance is. We go to a doctor and we pay to go to a doctor through our taxes. We pay a lot of money to have a medical system that when we go to it, what do we want it to do? We want it to tell us what's wrong. Why am I limping? Why am I feeling this pain? Why am I having this pain? What, what's going on? And we pay them to tell us. Yet when we have a spiritual, emotional life situation, and all of a sudden we're finding life isn't going the way it's supposed to, and we're not experiencing what it, we really believe in our hearts we should be experiencing, and God says, well, it's because of this, then we get condemned. We get condemned, and, we, and the last thing we want to know from God is what's wrong with us. Honestly. It's a very, very difficult thing for most of us to allow ourselves 
to be laid bare and naked before God about our true state. Because, why? We don't believe he loves us. We don't believe he loves us. Just as we are. And the picture I got this morning, I was walking around downstairs in the, in the room while Reg was doing worship, and we have a speaker down there, and I'm just walking around and thinking. And God says, it's like, it's like a little baby. He said, he tell them this. It's like a mother or a father caring for a baby. They come in, they're all full of gunk and dirty and stuff, and you plop them in the tub and you wash them up, and, and away they go. God said, that's repentance to me. That's what it looks like to me. It's my kids coming to me and saying, I'm all dirty here. I messed up. I've been rolling around in the muck of life all week, and I need you, or all day, or whenever it is. And Dad, I need you to help me. I need you to uh, cleanse me and show me how not to get in the muck, take away the stain of the muck, and clean me up again. And he's saying, how many, like, and then you say, well, how many times? I've been doing this for 40 years. And God said, yeah, I know, and I'll do it for another 40 if you live that long because my love for you is never-ending. I am faithful. I will never leave you. And so God's goal is to cause you to come into a place where you have come. Now, how many have gone to somebody and told them something that was really burdening you about your life and you just, you just had to you know, offload it to them? Don't you always feel better after that? Don't you always feel better? Because in our DNA, the way God made us, and even though the world doesn't understand what that is, what that actually is is confession and repentance. But in our situation, it's the actual proof that God loves us. It's the actual proof that because when you do it, you feel better. It's God saying, yeah, that's what I want to do. You ever see babies after they get, a wa- they get washed in the tub? What do they want to do? They run buck naked through the house. They're just off and running, and you're trying to chase them with the towel and get them dry, and they're just going, right? And there's something about being washed. And God wants to wash us this morning. Conviction is God calling us. And it proves our status as his kids. Because if you weren't God's kid, you wouldn't hear it. You wouldn't hear it. You'd be walking through your life, stepping in puddles, doing dumb things, living a life that's actually going to kill you in the end, going in the wrong direction, saying the wrong things, thinking the wrong things. But since we have the Spirit of God in our life, all of a sudden there's this, voice that says you're mine and because you're mine I'm going to make you better I'm going to build you I'm going to direct you I'm going to do all these things and that is conviction is actually God calling us in for supper it's God's voice calling from heaven saying it's time to get a bath What kind of parent lets their kids run around dirty? God don't do that. And God has times, and I think he does it every day, really. I don't think, and again, I don't think that repentance has to be this morbid thing. It's not this morbid thing. It's not something that we go to God with some kind of dejection and feeling less than. It is a privilege to walk in 
and know that God loves us regardless of what it is we're bringing to him. You could be bringing adultery. You could be bringing murder. You could be bringing hate. You could be bringing lust. You could be bringing jealousy. All kinds of stuff. Idolatry. doesn't matter to God. It's all the same soap. It's all the same soap. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that takes away the sins of the world. All of it. Everything gone. So it's a call to intimacy and relationship with God. And that's what God wants to do, I believe, this morning. There are all of us. I don't even have to guess about this. I know that every one of you, including myself, have things that we are carrying that we don't want in our life. It is a force pushing us in a direction we don't want to go. It is a behavior that we don't want to continue in that has got stuck in there, and we want it gone. It's actually, it's, it's an anchor on your leg. It's stopping your forward progress. And God is willing, but are we willing? Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And what's it weak about? It's weak because it doesn't really trust God. And it thinks, if I come clean on this, if I really come clean on this, God is going to reject me, especially if we say it to somebody else, God, they're going to reject me. Well, I don't care who rejects me. I've been at this 40 years now, and I'm getting to the point that I really don't care what people think. It's hard sometimes. I do have to fight it sometimes. But for the most part, I'm more concerned about what God thinks than what people think. So whatever I have to do. And when you look in the New Testament and you watch many of the people who came and were touched by Jesus, the way they came to him was very emotional. Very emotional. Now, it was a different culture. I understand if you've ever been to a funeral or seen a funeral in the Middle East, it is a production. And there's a lot of wailing and a lot of stuff going on. But nonetheless, many of the people who got touched by Jesus are people who persisted and threw themselves at his feet on their knees and God would touch them. And I don't think that we're any different. And I don't think God's any different. I believe that's what he wants us to do. I believe he wants us to come to him and say, Father, I am giving this to you. I am confessing that I am broken, that I have a human sin nature, that I have followed this week in whatever way or I have been following, and I'm asking you to break what only you can break, to set free what only you can set free, to do what only you can do, to come, and as we come with that, it is a statement of trust. It's a statement of believing that we are accepted. So this morning, all I got this week was repentance. And I don't know what your issues are, you know, and you don't know what mine are, and I don't necessarily have to know. It's not necessary. Sometimes God will lead us to go talk to somebody just so that we can have a confessional partner with. Because I'll tell you, there's something very powerful about talking to another person about your shortcomings. It's a powerful thing. And uh, actually, I did it uh, last week with somebody. My, my confession partner called me in, and we sat down and just went through some stuff. And it's hard, even then, even though I know he knows 
what I'm, you know, he, that's what he does. It's still embarrassing. It's still, well, not embarrassing, but it's, it's humbling. And you know what? That can't do us a lot of harm. Being humbled in today's, we are such an entitled society, and we are all about form, shape, appearance, process, possessions. We are all about that. And God is saying, that has got nothing to do with me. Nothing. The pride of life, the lust of, the, of life, the, the things of the eyes, these are the things that lead us in the wrong direction. God is saying, I want to look at your heart, and I want you to look at your heart, and I want you to give me that part of your heart, which maybe isn't mine yet. We would be lying in technicolor to say that, oh, we're following Jesus, oh, we're just following completely everything we're following. You know that's not true, and we all know that we're doing it in part. And God is saying, I know that. I know you're stumbling towards glory. I know that, and I'm here to help you. I'm the crutch, I'm the wheelchair, I am the attendant, I am the person, and I'm going to get you across that line. Did you ever see the, the, the wonderful thing on YouTube of a guy finishing a race and his legs are all giving out and he's just turned into jelly and someone is carrying him? It was wonderful. It was someone who was further ahead and it was a race and she gave up her position to go back and help this person get across the line. Jesus gave up heaven to come and help you and I get across the line. So we can't waste that. We can't waste that this morning. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your hearts and to bring to light that which you feel this morning is the part that you want to repent of. And in repenting, you're saying, Father, I know you love me. And I know what you're showing me is medicine to my soul. And I bring it to you to give it to you, and I desire to have the strength of the Holy Spirit fill me so that I can walk in a different way than I did before I came in this morning. And God is going to break chains. How many believe that this morning? Okay. Father, we speak. We come through the blood of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray. Right now, Holy Spirit, that you show us that thing in our life or those things, whatever it is, that you want us to bring to you. Some of us already know what it is we want to bring to you, and it's been a, it's been a torture. It's been a weight. It's been a weapon of the enemy, causing us to feel condemned, causing us to feel unloved. When, Father, you said there's nothing that will make you not love us. Nothing in heaven, nothing in hell, nothing on earth is going to separate us from the love you have for us in Christ Jesus. And, Father, we desire to repent for the kingdom of God is near. It's right here today. It's right here. The kingdom of healing, the kingdom of hope, the kingdom of of deliverance, the kingdom of wholeness, the kingdom of joy, the kingdom of peace. The kingdom of light is here right now. And the entrance through it is repentance and trust in the love of you, Father God. So, Father, I pray right now, reveal it to our spirits. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, as you show this to us now, Uh, As God shows it, I just pray that you would come forward 
um, and just stand at the front. Uh, we're not going to do a big prayer thing but for individuals, but we are going to have a group prayer. And we come forward because we're saying it's an act of faith. People threw themselves in front of Jesus. People screamed from the sidelines. People followed him hollering and hollering for his miraculous touch. The least we can do is make 15 steps forward. So, Father, I just pray now, speak Holy Spirit to your people. And as God just speaks to you about that, you just come forward. Mother Teresa said that when she saw the poor. Father, we're coming to you this morning out of obedience. We're coming because you are God. We're coming because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you're the only one who can fix this. You're the only one who can take this away. You're the only one who can give freedom. You are the only one who can heal. So, Father, as we look at our lives this morning, Lord, you see these people coming forward, and they are coming forward because they want to have more of you in their life. And you gave them this conviction because you want to be more in their life. Father, this is a sacred moment. This is a coming together of you and your child, your sons and your daughters, and then coming to you, standing at your knee. Right now, Holy Spirit, I say by faith, touch your people. For those that are standing here and have a word and a vision of what it is that they are giving you. Just see yourself handing it off to God. And Father, we just know that we are in so doing, as your word says, we are justified. We are sanctified. We are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And Father, as they come here today, as we come in front of you in a spirit of repentance, desiring to walk differently, desiring to be different, desiring to have more of you in our life and less of the world in our life. Father, we come faithfully in front of you. And I just ask now that you fill your people, Father God, with the power of the Holy Spirit, that when they walk from this place, Lord, they will walk in power. We speak deliverance and healing in the name of Jesus Christ. We command every evil and ungodly spirit that has tried to clamp down your people. Angels do warfare right now. And set your captives free, Father. Set them free in Jesus' name. Freedom, Father God. I speak freedom in the name of Jesus from addiction, from accusation, from seduction, from judgment, from idolatries. Father, we just release your healing right now. See your people, Father, right now. In Jesus' name. And Father, I pray now that your spirit would would build and reconstruct as you go into this new room of their lives and as you begin the cleaning process, the rearranging process. Let us hear your voice and as you teach us how to walk in a new direction, in a new attitude, in a new intention, Father God, we repent before you. And Father, your word says that you have imputed Christ's righteousness onto us. 
You have given us that. And I proclaim your people forgiven today. I proclaim your people established today. And I release them in the fullness of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.